Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. This is Series 2, Episode 101, and I'm your host Matthew Roberts as always. We have a lot to get through today. We are covering the section which is March the 30th to April 12th, entitled Easter, He Shall Rise with Healing in His Wings. We are looking at the section today called Jesus Christ Took Upon Himself My Sins, Pains and Infirmities, which is covered in Mosiah 3, 15 and Alma 7. So there is a lot that I want to cover today. Uh, first of all, to thank you for many of you that have been uh, participating and engaging on the Facebook group recently. Uh, we've got 42 members, which is excellent. Um, but also just uh, over the past day or so, we've had a number of people replying about their thoughts on the resurrection uh, and some other thoughts as well. And so I really appreciate them all because they help me uh, to learn and to uh, develop my faith as well, uh, which is what I want to try and do, create this group where we can share and develop each other. Um, now, this section about Jesus Christ taking upon himself our sins and pains and infirmities, I actually want to share something that one of the members of the group shared themselves, uh, Galen. So thank you for this, Galen. This uh, fits in really well uh, with what I want to talk about today. It's by Bruce C. Hafen, um, and he says this, quote, I once wondered if those who refuse to repent, but who then satisfy the law of justice by paying for their own sins, are then worthy to enter the celestial kingdom. The answer is no. The entrance requirements for celestial life are simply higher than merely satisfying the law of justice. For that reason, paying for our sins will not bear the same fruit as repenting for our, of our sins. Justice is a law of balance and order, and it must be satisfied either through our payments or his. But if we decline the Saviour's invitation to let him carry our sins and then satisfy justice by ourselves, we will not yet have experienced the complete rehabilitation that can occur through a combination of divine assistance and genuine repentance. Working together, those forces have the power permanently to change our hearts and our lives, preparing us for the celestial life. Close quote. This is uh, really important because we uh, are looking at Jesus Christ's pains and sufferings today, what he took upon himself. And I guess the point is, is that, you know, why could we just not go through the pains and agonies that we have to and pay the price for our sins and then attain the celestial kingdom? Well, that's because the atonement is much more than just paying for the demands of justice. It is, it is meant to change us. It is meant to develop us uh, so that we can then become greater than we were before. We have to have experienced this process of falling short uh, of something that is possible for us to do uh, and then having our saviour support and bless us and give that divine assistance and strength to enable us to overcome that for the future. Um, the prophet Joseph Smith said this, which I found particularly interesting in Lectures of Faith. He said, quote, He shall be called the son because of the flesh, and descending in suffering below that which man can suffer, or in other words, suffered greater sufferings and was exposed to more powerful contradictions than any man can be. But notwithstanding all this, he kept the law of God and remained without sin, showing thereby that it is in the power of man to keep the law and remain also without sin, close quote. Joseph Smith here is saying that because the Saviour came to earth and he was perfect, he showed that it was possible, it was able to be done. We could um, potentially live a life without sin. The problem is, is that none of us do that. Uh, but what it does show is that um, that God isn't this, you know, this person, this sadistic being that, that sends us down to fail. But the fact is, is that we choose to fail because we we so well, all of us are not perfect. Uh, we haven't made mistakes, but our Saviour showed it is possible for someone to come to earth to make no mistakes. Uh, but he has now made it possible for those mistakes to be to be to be 
sanctified for those to go if we uh, repent and we rely on his suffering which he goes through for us in mosiah chapter 15 verse 5 it says and thus the flesh becoming spirit subject to the spirit or the son to the father being one god suffereth temptation and yieldeth not to the temptation but suffereth himself to be mocked and scourged and cast out and disowned by his people now what this does is this teaches me a couple of things firstly uh, that christ had to come and be tempted but he would not yield to that to show again that was possible uh, which is something i hadn't really considered before but also that the suffering included him being mocked scourged and cast out and disowned by his people this seems to seems to suggest something which i hadn't really considered before we generally consider the atonement to be when his sufferings began in the garden uh, he is then tried and uh, scourged and then put on the cross and dies that's what we usually consider as members of the church to be the atonement of christ but we often forget that he suffered great you know a great deal before that he had a lot of um opposition and anger and physical violence against him throughout his life um especially in the years where he was in his ministry uh, and so is this not part of his sufferings and atonement as well some would argue it, it could it could be uh, because that is part of experiencing what many people go through today for their faith. Uh, and so I, I, I suggest that, that could be. Um, I want to share this quote uh, by Ellen Neal A. Maxwell. Um, and I love it because he talks about this um, being, whilst, whilst it is obviously a, an aim for us to be perfected, uh, because of Jesus Christ's suffering, uh, he allows us the, the, the grace and the space in which to do it. Uh, he said, quote, spiritual submissiveness is not accomplished in an instant, but by the incremental improvements and by the successive use of stepping stones. Stepping stones are meant to be taken one at a time anyway. Eventually, our wills can be swallowed up in the will of the Father as we are willing to submit, even as a child doth submit to his father. Otherwise, though striving, we will continue to feel the words prop wash and be partially diverted, close quote. Um, again, we can, we can, really make ourselves feel down we can really make ourselves suffer if we um, point out our many mistakes and how we are just not yet at the standard that our lord would have us uh, but because of what the savior suffered those pains and sufferings and those feelings of becoming not enough um, he can support us and help us to make us through those stepping stones life is a process this gaining eternal life is a process it will not happen just because we've passed a number of tests but we have to recognize it is a marathon. And whilst we need to be making sure we are making those small steps each day and trying to and striving to become better, then that's what we need to do. As was said often in the recent general conference, that God loves a trier, that if we are putting the effort, he loves that effort. And then he can help make up, make up the rest. Um, I'm going to skip out of Mosiah chapter 15 now, even though there's a couple more things I wanted to point out in there, but just time is against me with this. We've only got a couple of minutes left if I'm going to try and keep this bite-sized episode as always. So in Alma 7, I mean, this is one of my favorite script passages of scripture about the atonement. It's one that I turn to very regularly as a missionary when I was teaching uh, investigators and friends about the atonement of Jesus Christ. Uh, in Alma 7 verses 11 to 12, we see uh, this well-known these well-known verses. What I'll do is I'll let you go away and read those yourselves uh, because they are really um key in understanding what jesus christ suffered for us um but 
Stephen Robinson wrote the book Believing Christ, and that was a real change or a real hinge point in my testimony about the Saviour. Um, before that, I think I had a more, um, let's say, works-based view uh, on the atonement before that. And then I hadn't, I didn't really understand fully, truly, what grace uh, is available to us by the Saviour Jesus Christ and what he makes possible, all because of him. Um, Stephen Robinson said this, uh, wrote this, quote, all the negative aspects of human existence brought about by the fall, Jesus Christ absorbed into himself. He experienced vicariously in Gethsemane all the private griefs and heartaches, all the physical pains and handicaps, all the emotional burdens and depressions of the human family. He knows the loneliness of those who don't fit in or who aren't handsome or pretty. He knows what it's like to choose up teams and be the last one picked. He knows the anguish of parents whose children go wrong. He knows the private hell of the of the abused child or spouse. He knows all these things personally and intimately because he lived them in the Gethsemane experience. Having personally lived a perfect life, he then chose to experience our imperfect lives. In that in infinite Gethsemane experience, the meridian of time, the center of eternity, he lived a billion, billion lifetimes of sin, pain, disease, and sorrow. God uses no magic wand to simply wave bad things into non-existence. The sins that he remits, he remits by making them his own and suffering them. The pain and heartaches that he relives, he relives, relives by suffering them himself. These things can be shared and absorbed, but they cannot be simply washed or waved away. They must be suffered. Thus we owe him not only for our spiritual cleansing from sin, but for our physical, mental and emotional healings as well. For he has borne these infirmities for us also. All that fall, all that the fall put wrong, the Saviour in his atonement puts right. It is his part of his infinite sacrifice of his infinite gift. Close quote. I mean, it's just powerful. Um, and I think that one of the things that I learned from that is that, you know, how often we say that time is a great healer, you know, that we if we've really gone through a, a really hard trial and suffered and, you know, over many days that suffering starts to go away and we start to be able to, you know, get over that and work through it. <laughs> the, the, the powerful thing that I've just really realized is that those things don't just vanish. They don't just go away. But somewhere 2000 years ago, you know, ish, a being of oh, a being that was perfect suffered all of those things and he makes it possible that we can now overcome those things all the sufferings and trials that are going through on right now with with the covid19 outbreak and and you know as grand as that to you know losing our favorite i don't know losing our favorites uh I was going to say losing our favorite toy or something like that, as if, you know, as if we have a favorite toy. Maybe you do. Um, I don't know. I don't think I do. But that's just what came to my mind. I was thinking of my kids at that time, obviously. But, you know, I'm, what are the points I'm trying to make is that, you know, how no matter how grand or great or how small or seemingly insignificant um, these things that we go through in life might be, they only are able to be endured and eventually made through afterwards because of what the Savior's done for us. Um and, you know, it's just awe-inspiring to me that he allows it so that life is livable. Uh, because without his sacrifice, then maybe those things that we suffer, we would never get over. Uh, and even those people that don't have faith in him, perhaps his grace extends so far 
that, you know, if someone goes through the loss of a loved one, for example, and the immense grief that goes through that, but then people do eventually over, you know, days, months, years, whatever, um, get over those things. Um, you know, maybe that is done and it's possible because of the, the atonement that he has absorbed those sufferings and that he makes it possible for all mankind to overcome and get through some of the trials that they do. It's just, it just, again, outlines to me the great love that he has for us. Anyway, I hope you've enjoyed the study session today. Um, I definitely have. Uh, if there's anything you've been studying, please share it on the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ uh, Study Session. I'm sharing something on there every single day. That's my goal. Uh, but also, if you're willing to share something you've studied, I'd love to hear it there as well. Uh, and yeah, please email if you've got any feedback, ldsstudysession at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. And until we meet again.